All right. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Sheila and Maria from a Connect and a Jersey Girl podcast. Um, we are going to be talking about all things Summer House today. Uh, Maria, did you want to introduce yourself? Uh, sure. My name is Maria and I live in New Jersey. And I am a huge Vanderpump Summer House fan. I've been watching since the very beginning. And that's, that's it. I'm from New Jersey. That's it. <laughs> right on. Right on. Love it. And I'm Sheila. I am from north of the border. So I'm from Canada in a little town just outside of Ottawa. And I, too, am pretty much obsessed with all things Bravo. Um, definitely got into, you know, Vanderpump over the last couple of months, as everybody else did. But Summer House is getting juicy again, too. There's a lot of drama happening there. Um Last week was definitely interesting, right? We had the engagement that came up and we had we had a lot of mixed feelings from not just people giving comments, but also it seemed like the house was kind of divided in a little bit of ways. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Um, yeah, no, I think that the house. Well, you know what? I actually don't think the house is divided. I think that they all are pretty much feeling what Danielle is feeling they feel for her but I think they're all afraid pretty much to tell Lindsay and Carl that except for Kyle and Robert right no it's um true. yeah I even on the watch what happens live that Samantha was on with Lindsay this is a couple weeks ago they specifically asked if Samantha felt that Danielle if that her feelings were you know valid if she agreed and and Samantha said that she understood why she was so upset. It's just her delivery was the bad part. Right, right. Yeah, it was kind of not obviously the greatest time to be talking about those things. Definitely during an engagement party, we'll get into that after. But I agree with you. I think that, you know, there's some validity to how Danielle is feeling. I think she's struggling to find her place within that relationship. And you know, rightfully so, right? Like her and Lindsay have kind of been inseparable. They've always had each other's backs. And then Carl was also in that mix. And so it's kind of this weird dynamic now where they're no longer that threesome. And now the one thing I find that's really interesting about it is did they have to go that far as to totally cut her out of everything? Like it's one thing to have her not be a part of a lot of different things because relationships shift and move on. But I, one conversation I kept having with my husband, funny enough, was like, what was the point in not including her in it? Like, it, yeah. It was done on purpose. Right. That's how it I was totally it. done on purpose. So I heard another podcast talking about this. Um, basically, he, everybody pretty much knew. I think Chris knew. Kyle knew. Um, okay. The girls didn't know. But everybody else in Lindsay's life knew everybody because they were waiting at that engagement party. Right. And so everyone was like, he couldn't even tell her that day. So at least she could get herself dressed nice. And at least she had a little time to prep. Right. Then part of me is like, was this produced? Did the producers say, let don't let Danielle know? I don't know. Maybe I'm like reading too much into it, but it doesn't make sense that she didn't know until that very moment. Because like Sierra said, she could be in the worst fight ever with uh, with Paige. If Craig proposed to her and didn't tell her he was going to do it, she'd kill him. Right, right. Because be they were like sisters, Lindsay and Danielle. Totally. totally. She should have known. 100% she should have known. 
Totally. And I think it speaks to this kind of underlying thing like it. Well, first of all, I think, yeah, doing something like that sends a message, right? And it could have been produced. I don't know. Um, but it definitely sends a message about where their friendship is at. But it also kind of, you know, brings up a lot of different things in terms of Lindsay and needing that sort of no competition kind of within her friend group dynamic. Um, and what I mean is, is that I feel like with Lindsay, um, I don't dislike Lindsay, but I feel like she's a one woman show. And regardless of if there is a friendship there, um, I feel like, I don't know, she just wanted to cut ties and have this moment to herself, which kind of, in my opinion, speaks volumes of her character. But then I'm like, I don't know, is this just evolution of friendships? I don't know. So I don't know if you saw, I just posted a few clips of a podcast called Summer is Fun. Okay. And in one of them, there was a, a person who is Team Danielle who wrote in and basically said, you know, I just started watching Summer House from the beginning because she had never seen it before. Yeah. And um, she said in season one or maybe it was season two. Do you remember the girl, Christina? Yep. So Lindsay and Christina have the same exact conversation about her, about Lindsay not asking about Christina's life. And right. Christina also, sorry, Christina also felt that she was, that Lindsay was moving too fast with Everett. Yeah. And what did Lindsay do? She cut her out of her life. She cut her out of her life. For her yep. speaking her mind. And also, if you remember, they lived together and how she uh -huh. treated her in yep. that apartment. Yep. She brought her interns over as if like it was no big deal. Like everybody who lives together brings their work to the house. And yeah. she just treated her. She also humiliated her on purpose. Humiliated on her. Yeah. That girl At, was basically run off the show. During COVID, I watched, I have rewatched Summer House. And, and yeah. I didn't really remember that part. And I, this is from my personal account. I wrote Christina a message just saying like, just so you know, I'm so sorry that like, this happened to you. you she seemed like such a nice good person I'm so sorry that like you were treated that way but I see you and I I thought you were great on the show and she wrote back saying thank you I'm okay now it took me a while but I'm okay Dang. like she was upset for a while um so I don't know I just think this is partially this is who Lindsay is if you yeah. go against her at all she wants blind loyalty Totally. She just wants everyone to be loyal to her no matter what. Totally. And she moves fast with most of her relationships. Everyone she was in that was on TV. Yeah. So why, why? Okay. So they ended up getting engaged, but I don't think Danielle thought they were going to immediately get engaged. I think she was scared because Lindsay was so into this relationship to the point that she just dropped everyone. And uh -huh. Carl is a recovering addict. So right. that could go, I know for a fact, that can go really wrong. And, you know? Yeah, I no, know. I agree so, with you. I think a couple of different things there. So like with Carl being a recovering addict, um, I think we talked about this before, but what will happen when he moves beyond the state that he's in right now? So right now, Lindsay is his safe space. Remember, we, we talked about the fact that when he found out about his brother passing away, she was there for him. Mm -hmm. um, and she just she symbolizes right everything that's within that good safe new place that he's in but what happens when he decides to 
um, get back into the world and kind of branch out a little bit. Like, I don't think she likes to share her relationships very much. I think she loves that he's all hers right now. And I think that that could be problematic for them. It works right now based on where he's at mentally. I don't know that in the future it will always work. Now, on the flip side of that, I was just thinking about how when Hannah was with Luke and all of the girls were giving her a hard time about that relationship, Lindsay was one of the ones that kind of was like telling everyone to butt out and let your friend kind of, you know, figure it out on her own and sort of um, come to the whatever it was on her own without everyone butting into that relationship. And so I see both sides of it. Like I see Lindsay as a person who doesn't like to be challenged. I definitely see that the alpha female likes to have all of the attention, but I also see her as being someone that also supports other people when they're in those relationships. Like I've never heard her question Craig and Paige. I've never heard her um, go after other people the way people are coming after her. So I don't know. Like I see both sides of it. I think that she doesn't love confrontation when people challenge her. But then should your friends just blindly support you and let you figure it out on your own? Like none of them are not smart. They're all going to figure it out on their own. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. So you're saying like in your mind, you feel like Lindsay doesn't do this to anyone else. No, I'm saying like, I think. No, because yeah. you might be yeah. right about that. I just yeah. want to make sure I understood what you I were saying. I think I am saying that. I think I am saying that Lindsay, Lindsay you're right. I supports can't other her. people. I, well, she actually did question Samantha and Corey just this past episode. Which or, was funny because that was weird for her. She doesn't usually wait, do that. Yeah, you're right. Or was it two episodes ago where she was like, because he did this with Jess, but I don't think she meant it in a, I don't, I don't think she was trying to start trouble, but you're right. I don't really picture her saying a lot of stuff about people, but with that said, I don't think Paige and Craig get along so great with Lindsay and Carl. And I might be wrong about that. I feel like I heard that somewhere or, and I, I think that. Even if yeah. she's not on TV judging Paige and Craig, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she has a lot to say behind the scenes. Well, there's also that dynamic, too, because um, Craig called her a lot of nasty things. You remember probably from last okay. I'm summer. Like, why, where am I getting this from? I forgot about that. Yeah. No, like, yeah. Like and it could, it could be that Lindsay is just very well controlled, right? She does work in PR. I think that she's able to paint a picture of herself. One thing I always... Um, like she's able to put forth the image that she wants really right like i always find mm -hmm. it interesting on watch what happens live or not watch what happens live on the on the reunion shows because everybody piles on to lindsay pretty much every single season and she keeps her mouth shut now i don't know if she's taking a lot of something something just to kind of calm her nerves and not have her fight back or something but she seems to be very calculated in every response that she has um I don't think, I think you're right there when you say behind the scenes, maybe it's a different story. Versus Yeah, I, I personally think, she, I don't like her at all. I, I'm okay. happy for her and Carl. I can yep. separate, I can separate my dislike for her as a person from what I've seen on TV from I am happy. If they're that happy, I'm so happy for them. Like right. I genuinely loved that they got engaged. I think they've known each other for long enough that it's not moving too fast. But I understand why Danielle would think that because of Lindsay's history and right. Carl's history. It's not like she's some crazy person. And 
this is where it becomes a problem where everyone is now acting like Danielle is some psychopath. I mean, the things people are writing about her on social media it's are bad. absolutely. Yes, it's almost as bad as Raquel. Really? I eh? did two, two completely different things, but they're being put in the same sort of category. Right. Which is insane. Um, and it is I insane. always... I always really thought that Danielle was such a nice person. And I think this has nothing to do with anything. I think she's so naturally beautiful and is not given enough. Why does nobody talk about that? <laughs> I feel like everyone talks about all the rest of them being so pretty. What about Danielle? Right. I, she's so naturally pretty. Like right. she, she, I've never seen with her with zero makeup on. I've never seen one scene where she didn't look pretty. And I genuinely feel like she wears her heart on her sleeve. Like, I don't think that she's malicious at all in anything that she's doing. And I think Mm -hmm. that sometimes people are cut out for this industry and sometimes they're not. Like, I think even with Raquel, in a sense, like Raquel made a lot of crappy decisions. We'll get we'll get to that later on. But yeah, I also think that she is just the way she's wired is fairly naive in the sense of I don't think she's malicious, really. I don't think that she really has the same kind of structure as a lot of people. And so I don't think either of them probably had the foresight to expect the backlash that they were going to get. I don't think anyone really would because this has been so over the top, but especially for them, I don't think they're mean people. And I think that it's probably quite shocking. And I do worry about them getting this kind of backlash, both of them, because yeah. There's still people at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Both yeah. of them. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, why don't we start from the top of the episode, right? Sure. Did the, the episode started with um, with Kyle telling everyone about the yeah. engagement? Is yeah. am I correct about that? Yeah. Sometimes I get the episodes mixed up because I watch them. Sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, I'll rewatch an episode and then the, and then watch the new one. Um, yeah, I feel like Kyle should have probably told Danielle maybe before everybody else. Like he he looked he looked panicked when he saw her reaction, and you could tell by the look on his face that he was like, "Oh my God, she's oh, really shit. hurt." Maybe he wasn't <laughs> expecting that, right? But also, but also, why was he not expecting that? Like, I don't know. I, I felt very bad that she found out the way she did. And she made such a good, she, everyone thought it was funny that she said dungarees, but like, she literally was going to show up as if she was going to a barbecue. Right. And And she had no idea. It was somebody she, who was like a sister to her. It was her engagement party. Totally. And she was, yeah, I don't know. I know she had a lot of harsh um, emotions. I know it was over the top, but. I don't know. I know that I am a high emotional person and I feel like I would cry and be upset too. I I hear I think- you. I agree. And I think that that gets back to, and there's certain characters for whatever reason that are not treated the same as other characters on the show. And that gets, you know, to like, why wouldn't, as you just said, why wouldn't Kyle have considered the feelings if that had been Lindsay or if that had been Paige you know that the first thing he would have thought about was how are they going to react to it? So I find that there's certain characters that kind of slide under the rug in terms of, or under the radar in terms of how people treat their emotions. And 
I find that with Vanderpump as well. Um, you know, some of the things that were said to Raquel before we ever found out about Scandaval are just things that they would have never said to Katie or they would have never said to Lala or they would have never said to some of the other cast members. So I wonder sometimes what makes them either easy tar targets or, you know, in a category where they think that it's okay to speak to certain people or to have their emotions not matter as much. Like, I, I don't know what I'm saying here, but I'm just... I was going to say, whose emotions do you think on Summer House that it seems that they matter more? Lindsay's. Is that what you're saying? Lindsay's for sure. I don't think they would have ever done that to Paige if Paige had a, you know, a friendship like, you know, Amanda and Kyle. First of all, I don't think Paige would do that, but... Um, if Paige was really, really upset, I think that people would have taken notice to that, but because it's Danielle and maybe it's because she's nice and maybe because she doesn't really fight with a lot of people and she kind of, with the exception of that Sierra fight kind of goes about her business. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I just don't feel like people took it as seriously as maybe, as you mentioned, they should have, you That's know, a really good point that conversation aside from her. Because you know That's they wouldn't give a warning to other people. I well, when you just brought up Paige, it just I'm in my head. I'm like, okay, let's picture this was Paige as Danielle, and uh, we'll say Sierra as Lindsay. If they had a big fight, somebody in the group would have for sure pulled Paige aside, probably multiple of them, and said, "Hey, just right. so you know, they're going right. to get engaged." Oh, but I know the girls didn't know. The girls really didn't know. Right. I think only the summer house, Kyle and Chris knew. And I think nobody else in the summer house, basically just, and to have Danielle included in that, I think, okay. I think that it was, like I said before, done on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I also think that Carl probably knew that he should have told her, but he also knew because who knows what Lindsay was saying to him at home. Right. She didn't want anything to do with Danielle. She, right. So he probably thought he would have the wrath of Lindsay if he included Danielle. 100%. I could be wrong. No, but, right. but it was for sure done on purpose. And yeah. even if Carl didn't mean it maliciously, he's guilty by association because he went, he went along. He basically like, sorry, there was a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> okay. I probably hear it. Sorry. Um, he basically went along with Lindsay's mindset. He like yeah. carried it through instead of ending it, instead of putting an end to it, saying, you know what, maybe they'll get closer if, you know, right. if she finds out that we're going to get engaged, maybe, you know, like I just, I don't know. And I, okay. So you said before that you felt that Robert, when you and I talked yeah, before this. Yeah. You felt that Robert saying something to Carl was the wrong time? Yeah, I thought it was ill-timed. Yeah. I didn't think what he said was wrong in any way, shape, or form. Um, mm -hmm. I think it I think it's important for somebody to have Danielle's back because it seems like I I feel like the girls were concerned. Like I feel like Sam had a genuine concern for her well-being and some of the others that knew her. But again, I think um I think when it comes right down to it, and Sam kind of made this statement, even in the kitchen, um, you know, I'm, of course, I'm happy, but I'm not going to be happy right now. Um, but when it comes, oh, right you're down right. To I it, forgot about that. 
yeah. yeah, there's there's this feeling of, well, one, not wanting to get involved, but I also feel like um, when it comes down to Lindsay versus Danielle, who do you want to, who do, who do you want mad at you? Like, I would prefer Danielle to be mad at me, to be honest. <laughs> I think even, well, you, I, you probably didn't see this episode on Watch What Happens Live, the same exact um, episode that Sam was on with Lindsay, I think Andy said to her, to Lindsay, uh, I, I, she had some kind of smart comeback. And he's like, I, I wouldn't want to be in a fight with you. And he said it in a way that we all think, but he said it. And she got offended by that. Why? What, like, why would you not want to be in a fight? Duh, you're absolutely right. Who's Who would we want mad at us? Anybody but Lindsay, because she makes people's lives miserable. Right. I could never be friends with someone like her in a million years. Like, I could not even be fake nice to her. I couldn't. Right. And- I couldn't. And I give the girls a lot of credit for being fake nice to her because we know Paige and her don't like each other. Sierra and her don't like each other. Yeah. You know? Well, seeing how she turned on Carl that night when they got into the fight, like, there's certain places that you don't go with your significant other, like, and especially on national television, but there's still certain places you just don't go. And she was going for the jugular on every single shot that she was giving him. And I think for Carl, like getting back to what you were saying originally, I think um, it's just easier to go along with what Lindsay says rather than fighting with her. Now that works for right now, but what does that look like a couple years down the road, right? When you have kids, when you're stress right. level, if they decide to have kids, who knows? But I think they both want families when your stress level is like maxed. Good luck with that because you're going to be dealing with this whole other beast on top of the beast of family, you know, responsibilities that you have. So you want to make sure (laughs) that when you pick a partner that they're not someone who's going to be totally explosive on you all the time. Right. Are you talking about the fight in the bedroom? Yeah. Okay. Cause I don't remember what she was saying below the belt. What was it that she was saying? Do you, do you recall well, if from that episode, if you recall, he was um, having a really hard time during her during the housewarming party because it was the anniversary of his brother's death. And she was saying to him over and over again, you've made this day about you. You're so selfish. Poor me. Everything has to be about you. And I'm just thinking in my head, OK, like that. I like, think I missed her... this. Oh, Wait a yeah. Minute. Wait a minute. Lindsay said this to Carl. She said this to Carl when they were fighting that night and he eventually got up and walked away because I'm sure he just wanted to separate himself. She was drunk at the time, but I mean, those are, those are pretty hard things to come back from. I remember him getting up and I remember her being completely irrational. Yeah. Uh, But this is who she is. He's going to deal with that the rest of his life. That's right. She's never going to change. She's never going to change. And he, the way he blew his top last episode where he he was holding his middle fingers up and he didn't want the cameras on him. That's he's also not going to ever change, especially with battling, staying sober. He's going to have a lot of anger and a lot. He's going to have to release it somehow. And yeah, that part, as happy as I am for them, that makes me nervous. That makes me really nervous. It makes me super nervous too. If yeah. you saw the preview for this coming week, um, he, she, okay. So they show her like going after him yeah. and then they show her saying to him, we talked about this. I told you, you were not going to let them bother you. And, and look, and here you are doing it. And like basically scolding him. Right. Right. And creating He's only a put up with that wants. for so long before he snaps. That's no great. man wants someone talking to them like that. That's right. And the, the thing is, you is- know, 
you know, you can handle it for so long until you pile on other responsibilities. So when you have kids, you pretty much generally want to be on the same page because you're mm-hmm. running on no sleep, right? You know, there's mm-hmm. a million different factors happening. So if you have somebody that's totally unpredictable and totally belittles you at like, I was shocked by those, those things that she was saying. I've been with my husband now for 15 years. I don't think I've ever said anything that mean to him. And not that we are like a perfect couple in any way, shape or form. We fight all the time, but we would never go that low on each and other. See, that means you have a healthy relationship <laughs> and a healthy way of fighting. Because I can tell you that my ex and I, the one that I've told you about that I dated right. for about two years, the last boyfriend I had, we did fight like that. And okay. that's not who I am. That's who right. I became. You adapt to fighting that way and it's toxic and it's not healthy and it's not normal. And and I remember him trying to convince me like, oh, no, this is what people do. Like people fight like this. And uh, and I had my one friend who was married for 10 years and she said, Maria, I have not had one fight with my husband. We get annoyed with each other over stupid things. We've never actually had a fight like, if, if there, you know, and that makes so maybe like that's a little extreme, too, but. Um, there is a healthy way and what happened with Carl and Lindsay that is not healthy and if that's like a preview of their of their future relationship it is that's bad that's very bad a hundred percent and he is still dealing with I think a pretty fragile sense of his self too like he's rebuilding right he's yep. in those stages where he's trying to figure himself out what he's good at you know all of those different things that people when battling addiction are going through and to have someone just cut you like that, like that is, that's a lot. That says a lot about the person. And again, I mean, alcohol was involved and, but I think that as you yeah, said, but it's, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry to that's interrupt okay. You. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but alcohol, the way people talk and act when they're drinking is right. what they would really want to be saying when they're sober. And yeah. it's just an easy excuse to blame it on the alcohol. That's my personal opinion. Um, I agree with that. So I think that Lindsay, she probably wouldn't have said that stuff sober, but she was, she would probably be thinking it. Yeah. And, um, and I shouldn't even say that because I don't think she's always fighting with him when she, I mean, I don't think all her fights with him are only when she's drinking because for a while she wasn't drinking at all. Right. 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 I don't think they were fighting then though, as much. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I always get the impression, my husband and I, he watches it with me too. And we always get the impression that they're trying to kind of sell this relationship on everybody. Like it just feels like trying way too hard all the time. And again, I think we both said this before, like we're both happy for them. I'm happy for them. If if they're happy, I think that's awesome that they found each other, but Mm -hmm. it just feels like they've decided, all right, well, I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm this age and you know, you've been around for a while. I'm kind of attracted to you. You're a safe spot for me. You know, you've been there for me. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Whether or not all the parts add up, I don't know, because I think that Carl has a little bit of a cheeky side too. Um, He's, he's able to keep it repressed. And I think he's done a lot of growth in the last couple of years, but Mm -hmm. um, if that side comes out, which it will, because Lindsay is a very kind of she's a poker right we've seen that in all of her relationships too um it's never smooth sailing right and so right how does somebody respond to that and how will he respond to that I don't know I think I think right now it works for what it is but even to have the explosive fights that they've had with 
essentially, you know, Summer House, yeah, being on a reality show could be stressful, but it's nothing compared to the stress they're going to face in in normal life outside of that. Like, yeah, and they might. <laughs> Sorry. No, Sorry. that's okay. They might actually believe. Wait, do you hear that? Somebody's mowing a lawn. Do you hear that? Should I move? No, I can't hear it. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, they might actually believe, like you said, like your husband thinks, like they're trying to sell themselves, like sell their relationship. You know, make it better than it actually is. They might actually believe that. It might. They might not even think that they're. Sorry, there's a bee. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. my God. I'm so scared of bees. Um, Hopefully it's not uh, a murder hornet. <laughs> oh my God. No. And I think it left. Um, they might actually believe themselves that they're... They might have sold this story to themselves too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know? You're right. You know what I mean? Like, because I know... I mean, I've never been engaged... But I know that the very last time my ex and I got back together, I remember like thinking like, we're going to get married. This is the end. Everything's perfect. Everything's beautiful. And I basically blocked out all the stuff that had happened in the past that would probably happen again and did happen again a million times worse than I could have ever imagined. And but I sold that story to myself, to my family. Right. To the point that when it was actually going to end and I knew like, oh my God, like this is going to end. I was afraid to tell anyone right? because I knew I would look stupid, you know? So I feel like, I don't know. I think Danielle had every right to question their, their relationship given both of their history. And I also think that everyone needs to give her a little bit of grace for her reaction. I'll admit her going to the people in the party and asking when they found out that was a little over the top and it definitely made her look crazy. But I also think the producers did her pretty dirty because when do we see cast members being filmed with people who are not cast members? Hardly ever, right. hardly ever. I mean, right. maybe a family member once in a while, if they come to the house, but this was at a big party. She had her mic on. I bet you she thought the cameras were not watching her. Yeah, I think yeah. if she knew she was being filmed, she wouldn't have acted that way. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think they did her dirty too. And just to back up to a couple of things that you said, um, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone is wrong for wanting to sell themselves that story because everybody wants love, right? Like mm -hmm. that is, we are social beings. We enjoy love, um, mm -hmm. and it would be probably abnormal to do anything different. However, mm -hmm. that being said, I think that. Um, you know, you had mentioned earlier that when you're with someone and it's a toxic relationship, it brings out that side to you. So um, not just you specifically or anything or or anyone yeah. in particular, but mm -hmm. I mean, it changes you, right? So all of the things that you typically would have as your red flags and everything like that, you, you shift as a person, right? So suddenly these yeah. fights that you're having become normalized, as you were saying with your ex, and it just, it it changes the dynamic of who you are too. So um, I think, I think people get so far in it, you know, and until you're out of it, you can't really see it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it, it's hard. And I think, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel loved and respected and all of those things. And so 
it makes sense to, you know, to really, really buy into that idea. And I think that that's the stage that Carl and Lindsay are at right now is like, it's pretty much working most of the time, but is it always bringing out the best side of them? Not really. Um, right. I think we saw that with Carl. I don't think Carl would have snapped on Danielle the way that he had, um, given if he wasn't with Lindsay, but I think the wrath of Lindsay was way worse than dealing with Danielle um, or her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back to that party, yeah, the producers did do her dirty. Um, they kind of made it look like she was insane. Mm -hmm. And, but I then mean, on she the other did, hand, she did do those things. <laughs> on the other hand, yeah, she did do those things. She did do those things. I just <laughs> really think she was running on adrenaline. What we caught, what was filmed was someone's raw emotion that right. I'm sure a lot of people in life have had. There was a podcast that I listened to yesterday, the Summer is Fun podcast. Yeah. And the girl was saying that she had a big falling out with one of her friends. Yeah. And then that girl got engaged. And she said, I thank my lucky stars that like I was not filmed when I found <laughs> out about her being engaged. Because right. I was not. She was happy for her, but she was also upset. She cried. She wasn't part of it. Like yeah. the same thing. If you remember Stassi and Katie, they had the fight again. I'm taking this from the summer is fun podcast. They talked about this. They brought up um, Katie and Stassi. And then they were saying, but Stassi wasn't filmed when she found out that Katie got engaged. She wasn't totally. filmed, but she probably had a similar reaction. Poor Danielle just happened to be filmed. And she's a real person. Like she a has, real person, she's yeah. herself. She's yeah. herself. She, she was authentic in her emotions. And now like, it was wrong. What she did was was wrong. But I also think she needs a little grace because also, and I think some of the people who are writing bad things about her, even though they're saying it in like a horrible way, there is something to the fact that she and Robert were dating longer and they were nowhere near getting engaged. So it could have been subconsciously also something that was hurting her. But yeah. I think that was like a small percentage. I really think a bigger percentage of it was, you know, just her like being upset over losing. She didn't lose just one friend. She lost both friends. They were the three, they were a threesome. Yeah. And I don't mean a threesome like that. I mean, like <laughs> they were best friends, all of them. Right. And she lost both of them. And, yeah. and, and Lindsay is so guilty of not caring about other people, but herself. She, to me is a very selfish person. Like, I could never be friends with her in a million years. I could never be friends with her. <laughs> well, it's it's just how she turns it on and off, right? Like, I mean, Danielle was basically her ride or die last summer. Like, they yep. were inseparable. And it's just how she can cut someone out of her life so quickly. And I don't know why she does that. I'm sure there's reasons to it. But mm -hmm. it's just... Yeah, as a friend, like to just be so cold to Danielle. Um, I do see where Danielle's coming from in a lot of ways. And it's funny that you bring up the, those stories from that podcast because I remember one time when one of my best friends didn't have me in their wedding and I didn't even care about being in the wedding. But I was like, why wasn't I asked or even told about it? And I was so mad at that point. And I'm like, it's really dumb that I was mad because it wasn't my moment at all, but you can't help how yeah. you feel when you feel the emotions, like you said, in those moments. And so, yeah, being filmed that just adds to it. I'm sure Danielle is kind of feeling terrible right now and reading these things and hopefully not. Hopefully she hears podcasts like ours and where 
those are very human and normal reactions to a situation. And it's unfortunate that it had to be filmed. It does suck that she went and did that to her family members. I think she was just really looking for an ally in that moment and just maybe even a little drunk too. Who knows? Um, yeah. But I think Lindsay is overkilling it. If they were as close as they claim to be, my first go-to would be talking to my friend. I I'm just, getting sunburned. Sorry. What's Sorry. that? No, I'm like, I think I'm getting sunburned sitting out here. I think, it, yeah, you might be a little bit. Um, my first go-to would be to have a conversation with my friend. Like, if my friend was hurting right. that bad, mm -hmm. like, it just, the way she's treated her and cut her off is just so heartless. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. when you think of how Danielle was fighting for them earlier this summer and how she was going to task with, like, everybody everybody who said anything right. to them right and I know that they may not have known that at the time they probably didn't see that until the rest of us saw the episode but right. or no actually no I think Carl did know because I think he thanked her at one point for sticking up for them well she called them and told them what had happened oh, and that's she right right that's away right. said that's right, like, I've got your back like I'm there for you guys and the fact that you can just turn around and act like that person doesn't exist when they really are in your corner I just I can't mm -hmm. imagine doing that no I know I know yeah um so you had one of the things we I wanted to go through too so they talked about that at the beach party um and we will see parts of that tonight um mm -hmm. like kind of the fallout of that probably I'm sure this is going to be one of the big blowouts I didn't see the preview you saw the preview but mm -hmm. you also mentioned um I don't know if you have more to add to that part, but you also mentioned about getting a message. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about the message that you received or if you want to wait on that or what were you thinking with that? Um, I think the only, I just wanted to touch on one more thing yeah, about yeah. Summer House and then we can skip to the message part. Sure. Um, I just felt that um, Paige, Samantha, and Maya sitting there knowing, witnessing what Danielle was doing I think that they should have tried to like pull her aside and say, Danielle, we don't want you to make a fool of yourself. Like, right. They, I felt Paige, I love Paige, but I felt that she thought it was great. Like, I do too. Enter 100%. Entertainment. She was smirking. And then she went and told Craig everything that happened. Like, and Danielle is a nice person. Like, yeah. Dan she sh they should have all like helped Danielle through those emotions. And they didn't. Yeah. They just sat there. A hundred percent. I agree. I, most of the time, I, I really like Paige as well, but I found that I find when it comes to Danielle, um, Paige has sort of an in with her vendetta against Lindsay and mm -hmm. it's, she's almost like a pawn in her, in her game with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. I think that they should have been there for her more. Yeah. And that, that also really sucks because another thing, just human nature, like you react that way, people who are close to you, talk you off the cliff or whatever the ledge whatever right. that saying is they they help you they don't sit there and watch you make a fool of yourself right right it really for shows everyone else's entertainment yeah. even her pulling craig and telling him about it was like i saw somebody post a meme like if even craig thinks that you are acting crazy like then that you know and it just made me so sad it just made me so upset because i felt so bad for danielle even though she clearly overreacted She's not a terrible person. She's probably one of the most real people on that show. Her and Kyle. Yeah. 
I agree with you. And it, it really showcased how I wonder how real any of these friendships actually are. Because like you said, if, if those were really your friends, they would be mm-hmm. there for you to talk you off that ledge or just take you out of that situation. They wouldn't be yeah. sitting there. Yeah. Texting and, and laughing and smirking about it. Like it's, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's somebody is like, she's not great friends with Lindsay right now in a great place with them but you're definitely not in a good place with anybody else. And I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't make that mistake and see them as allies because that's very clear that they are not. They will mm-hmm. take what she is saying a hundred percent and listen to it, but they're going to use it however they want to. I don't mm-hmm. trust, I don't trust any of those girls for doing that. I think I, I will say Maya, I would say was probably the one who seemed, I think at one point the most concerned, mm-hmm. um, and she and even Sam a little bit, but I definitely got the impression with Paige that she was loving it. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. like that, that side. No, it was upsetting. Very upsetting. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, so what did you what did you receive as your message? <laughs> <laughs> I am fixing my eyebrow. Um, hey, it's okay. Um, I don't know what happened to them today. Anyway, um, thanks. I thought they were, I brushed them up, but I don't think I brushed them right. Anyway. I think you have to um, teach me how to do eye makeup. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that another I'm day. I'm still learning. I was never a makeup person. I'm still learning. It's all because of COVID, me watching so many makeup videos. Ah, I really, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's um, really nice. Thank you. Um, so I got a message. And as I've told you personally, I don't normally read random messages that I can tell are something negative. So I just don't. I don't want to give the satisfaction to the person writing the message that they upset me, mm-hmm. but I happened to open this one today and this girl, so we're, we're getting off the summer house topic. This yeah. girl wrote to me saying, oh, the way that you have some kind of hatred towards Ariana um, gives me such Raquel vibes. And I, you know, I really hope that something like this happens to you of uh, somebody stealing, uh, I don't know, somebody like taking the love of your life or something like that. Something mm-hmm. along the lines of that I give Raquel energy because I, I don't know what she was talking about. I don't know if it was from one of my own reels, uh, me saying something regarding Ariana. Um, but it just is like a an example of how far people are taking these situations like Uh if you have an opinion that's not the same as someone else's you're crucified yeah like you're you're crucified like because you go against the crowd I think a lot more people feel the way I feel and I'll explain that part in a second then people are afraid to post how they feel I'm not and I do get a lot of inboxes of people saying, like, I appreciate your input. I agree with you. Thank you for saying this, you know, but like you get those negative messages and it's like, uh, I, I don't know. But like, I think that Ariana was an equal part in their relationship failing. Uh-huh. And I don't think she deserved what happened with Raquel at all, like at all. And, oh, this girl also wrote, yeah, she was saying, like, basically insinuating that I had no idea what it felt like to be Ariana. What she doesn't know is that I do. Uh (laughs) But I can still see that, like, okay, I watched yesterday season six of Vanderpump because uh, Bravo was airing one of the episodes. 
They were just randomly airing Vanderpump episodes. And so at night I went to my Peacock and I decided to watch the next one. And uh-huh. it was the, t- the time that Ariana and Tom had that fight about um, showing Brittany the video of what Jax was saying when he slept with Faith. And they had this huge fight. And in this particular situation, I actually thought Tom was right. She chose a horrible time to play the video and she wouldn't admit that. And so it's like, if you look back at all the seasons and you watch like every single episode, okay, I know Tom is a bad guy. I know he's a narcissist, but I don't think he's always been wrong. And I don't no, think I that don't their, their relationship fail is not all his fault. Just like now we see Ariana out having fun, you know, living her life. Like, well, if she was like that when she was with Tom, like, I'm sure he would have been less upset. Would he still have cheated? Probably because that's who he is. But my point is, is that I think some of the things he feels are valid. I think he was a little conniving and a little, um, what's the word? Almost like he and Schwartz were trying to set up to make her look bad, which I don't agree with. I don't agree with that at all. But I just, he was calculated. That that was the word I was trying to use. But I think at the core, some of the things he felt were legit. I agree with you. And I think when he tried to have that conversation um, this week or last week on the episode, I felt like... And I know this is going to be taken out of context probably by anyone if they listen to this, but I almost felt like he was being gaslit a little bit because he was trying to have this conversation saying that he was not happy in this relationship. And she kept diminishing his feelings and invalidating them and saying, well, this is how normal relationships are and blah, blah, blah. Not, okay, well, why do you feel this way? Or what, what else are you feeling and exploring that a little bit more now I don't know the dynamics of the relationship I don't think he was perfect at all but I think there were moments where he did try to have those conversations and they were very much brushed under the rug because she didn't either want to talk about them or didn't agree with how he was feeling and I'm sorry but that's not a healthy way to communicate we know that um but yeah, like I, I I don't think it was all him. And getting back to what you were saying before, I think it's absolutely gotten out of hand because I think these were two people that were very unhappy. And I think that Raquel was a, yeah, she shouldn't have done what she did. A lot of her actions were not great, but she got caught up in a moment. And again, I don't think that it was right what they were doing. I think that they were dipping into other things as we've talked Mm -hmm. about before as well. I don't Mm -hmm. know that this was maybe how they would have acted in a normal circumstance. I also think he was dealing with some of his own personal issues. Again, not justifying it, but giving reasons why I think these things were happening. And I don't think it was You know, I don't think it was so one-sided that Ariana was so victimized by this and they were in the perfect relationship and all of these things. I think that, and when you look back too, the one thing that always makes me shake my head, and I think Lala brought it up on an episode, was that they had hooked up during their relationship. So it's not like nobody stepped outside of their relationship at different times. Yes, they were aware of that happening. Um, And obviously Raquel and Tom were secret. So that's a lot different. I mean, the dynamics were very different because they were all such close friends. But I just think that this has gotten so out of hand in terms of team this versus team that. How about team nobody? They were in a relationship. They decided they didn't like each other and now they're out of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> they cheated on each other. I mean, people cheat every day. It doesn't make it right, but it happens, right? Like in no way, shape or form should this person be receiving death threats from people because she had an affair. Like people have affairs. It happens. It's not right. Um, and I'm not, I'm not justifying what she did, but I am saying that it's okay to have compassion. Now, I think that in my personal opinion, I think that Bravo needs to step up. I think that maybe some of her friends who once cared about her at one point in their lives need to step up and say like, enough is enough. Like, what do you want this, this girl to harm herself over it? I think they all, from what I gather, I don't know if she has too many friends left, at least not from California. Right. Um, it seems like everyone turned against her because on all the podcasts that I listen to, a lot of the guests are people who are not on the show, but are part of the group. Right. And it's, and some of them were still talking to her in the very beginning. And then uh, like one of the girls, I don't know what her name is. I don't remember. She was on Kristen's podcast. Okay. And this past week it was released. And she said that she told Raquel when this first came out, you better like get your family close to you because you have, you have no one left. Like you, you need people. And right. at, originally she meant it in like a caring way, but then eventually she stopped talking to her too. She right. said Raquel wrote her a couple of weeks later or something saying that she really appreciated her caring and this girl didn't write back to her. Okay. So, you know, um, I'm sorry. I just want to go back to something you were saying about Ariana and Tom, when they had the conversation in this past episode, you felt that he was being gaslit. I did a little bit just because I found that everything they were saying, like he was saying at the wedding, um, they didn't have any photos together. And she's like, well, that doesn't matter because happy couples cannot have pictures together and all these things. And every single point that he had that he was bringing to her attention was a concern of his. And she was saying, no, it's not that way. No, it's not that way without actually hearing why maybe he felt it was that way. And so I just felt like, you know, and <laughs> my husband, God bless him. I love my husband, but he's done that before too sometimes. And it's irritating when someone doesn't hear you and says, well, no, this is how it actually is. Well, no, this is how I'm experiencing it. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. all of our experiences are valid, whether the other person agrees or not. Yeah. Um, so I know that I had personally told you that I thought that, um, I felt that Tom was gaslit, but I meant in season six. Yeah, I didn't I mean, oh, okay. I just want to make sure yeah. you knew that. Um, I didn't actually, I don't know. I have to rewatch last week's episode. I didn't, I, I think that, I don't know. I thought that Ariana had pretty good points in with what she was saying to him. And also you have to remember too, he didn't take a picture with her at the wedding. He also slept with Raquel at that wedding. Yeah, but he was the one in the in the conversation that was saying, I wish we were in photos together. And she was saying, well, that doesn't matter. And I just felt like it was like she was diminishing like the things that he felt were important in good relationships because she didn't agree with them. And I, I think that that just really, really highlights how different of pages they were on in terms mm -hmm. of like, well, she thought this area was fine versus him telling mm -hmm. her to his her face that, no, this is not fine. I'm telling right. you, this is what I like or what I want to see happening. And she's like, no, well, we don't need to do that because everything is fine. Well, it's clearly not if you're having that conversation. Right, right. Yeah. So no, I don't they know. haven't been fine. They haven't been fine for like a long time for, I feel like five years, like 
I, I agree with you. Maybe yeah. more than five years. I feel like it's been so long since I've seen them happy. And Wilson, whatever we see on TV, I mean, it doesn't mean that when they're not filming, there, there's probably, well, I think Tom did say this in his original, well, his, his apology, the second apology where he included Ariana, because the first one he didn't. He did say that there were, they had so many beautiful moments that weren't filmed. Right. And I believe that, but I also believe in what Jack said, that they were just glorified roommates. Like, I'm sure they really did love each other. And I don't think that he set out to do what he did. I agree. Um, I think they should have stopped themselves, both of them, Raquel and Tom. But yeah, I just, there's so much to this that I also still think I've said this on probably every episode. I think that um, substances are involved. Me too. That are altering their way of thinking. Uh, the more and more I listen to podcasts, so many people say these things, like they use all these different things and, um, you know, and that they look high in so many of the episodes that we see. So imagine when they're not being filmed. Well, and so. the fact, like, the way that he carried on him in shorts with this whole restaurant is such a, like, uh, clearly they were high during so many decisions there. Because they they had these great ideas, but no way of executing any of them, right? Which tends to happen, right? Like, you're on fire on top of the world, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a restaurant. It's going to be so successful. I'm going to mm-hmm. sink a million bucks into it. We're going to get it back. But I have no plan for how that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I totally think they were messing with a lot. And I don't think that they were anything like their normal selves. I mean, even seeing the videos of Tom, like, 10 years ago, I know that's a long time, but just very clean cut, very, um, I don't know, he just, he cared so much about his image. Now he looks like he's in fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Like he looks totally different. Um, but you know I, what I, I don't want to say anything about Ariana in the sense of like, I think anything was her fault. I want to clear that up because I, I feel like if, if I say gaslit, it may be interpreted that way. That's not what no, I mean. No, but she's at fault for things in the relationship too. I can't tell you how right. many episodes I've seen where her, with her saying, "Shut up, Tom." Shut up, right. Tom. And I Imagine think Ariana is saying great. that to her in every episode. Exactly. Up, it would exactly. be like he he would yeah. I I just I think that Tom is more wrong. Right. But Ariana is not innocent. It, it, the, the only thing she's innocent in is that no friend of her should have ever done this ever ever that I agree with that I think that's just everybody thinks that that's something like everybody it's obviously a no-no in it's a no-no it's a no-no in the 10 commandments (laughs) maybe I'm wrong yeah you just don't go there Ariana herself though she's a good person it's not it's not that but I agree with you it's their relationship had issues let's call it what it was it's called spade a spade it was not perfect it was on a downfall it was going down either way it's just they shouldn't have done her so dirty yeah that's what I think no totally (laughs) totally but really quickly one more thing that I noticed about Tom and then I I don't know if you have to sign off but Tom um when I watched season six yesterday I, I watched the episode where he had his trumpet out and he was saying like when he plays his trumpet it brings him to this I don't know like euphoria space or whatever and I, I had this thought in my head here he is with this band that everyone's making fun of however lots of people are going to if you've seen he's been yeah. selling out again so people don't hate him as much as we think people might even be pretending to hate him and then going to his show like 
you know, but um, I think that part of his midlife crisis, if you want to call it that, he probably isn't fulfilled with where he is in life. Like he, he wanted to, he was always into music from the very first season. He was, this is what he wanted for himself. And I feel like, I don't know. I just, I think that he's just trying so hard and I get this because I'm 40. No, I'm 41. Um, Like you get scared and you, you look back and you're like, Oh my God, I didn't do everything I wanted to do. I'm, I'm, I'm still young enough. I think to do it, you know? And here he is and everyone's making fun of him. And it, you know, and look, I know some of the stuff I can laugh at too with him, but I also think people must like him because he's selling out places. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, I think in front of us, like there's a person that's actually struggling there. And I think that Mm -hmm. people have to be careful of what they put out there on people and recognize that he's still a person regardless of his actions. And I think it's very common. One of the things that you just said about like that crisis, a lot of people think it's a midlife crisis, but it's very like, it's actually proven that it often happens in your late thirties, early forties, because like you said, that's that turning point where you're sort of still young enough to be hip. If there's any final things that you want to do, but then at the same time, (laughs) it's like, you know, you're kind of past the point where like playing in a cover band is cool, but then it's like, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I absolutely agree. There was some sort of a crisis happening there. And I think that, One last thing I want to touch on, too, is that, you know, with Raquel and Tom, I think they brought on a lot to themselves by how they carried on. But I also think we really, really have to separate the people from the entertainment side of it and recognize. And I know that, you know, this is real life for whatever that means based on the show. I don't know how much of it is scripted, how much isn't. But we still have to recognize that these are people. And at the end of the day, like how much hurt and hostility and anger can people take? Like you and I have talked about, um, we received the odd comment and it sucks. Like you, sometimes you sit there if you're having a bad day and you look at it and you're like, oh, I wish someone didn't write me that. Or you think about it. Imagine if the world was hating on you as bad as they're being hated on. Like, I think I, I know I could just pause that. and reflect on what that says about all of us versus what that says about them. Now, I wonder what would happen if God forbid, like God forbid, if Raquel was so depressed that she did do something to, you know, right. like keep what would then what would happen? Would everyone be saying, oh, she deserved it? I hope not. I hope not. But it seems that way. It seems people actually think she deserves to not be here. Like, it doesn't make any sense Nuts. how harsh everyone is being. It's crazy. The only thing I can say is a lot of times when we watch shows, I know, at least for me, the people who we see remind us of people in our lives. So maybe this hate and anger is coming from people who have maybe gone through a certain situation that's so similar that they're projecting their own pain and anger onto this person. Yeah. But I, I just, it's wrong what she did, but okay, let it go now. Everyone move on. Like, let it go. Like, yeah. It's so yeah. much. And the same thing with Danielle. Everyone needs to just chill and leave her alone. I know. I agree with you 100%. And I think that that is a good way to end the show is that, uh, or our podcast for today, like, you know, none of these things that these people have done are right. We're not saying that they are or normalizing them because they're not normal, these things that they've done. However, that being said, it doesn't mean that 
as you were saying that that deserves to be the end of someone's life or someone's career or whatever like show mm-hmm. some compassion and I always mm-hmm. think about when we are in situations like this how other people respond is way more telling about the thing that actually happened so like when you look at how people are responding what does that say about the people wishing those things on them right yep yeah there's there's a moment to pause there and reflect on why those people that have so much anger directed at her have it you know like I don't know just like I told you the girl that wrote me the message I I was way younger and it wasn't as serious of a relationship but it was my very first boyfriend and my friend started dating him and they got married so I do know what that feels like and I was devastated for years but, but I realized that they were meant to be they were meant to be and he and I were not And I wouldn't have gone on to have all my other experiences had that not happened, you know, and, um, and I also have been in Raquel's spot, not with a guy, but with her situation with, well, a guy, but not Tom James. So I have empathy for Raquel because I know what it's like to date someone like James and it can really mess up your mind. A hundred percent. And she should have not gone back on the show. Probably she should have healed and moved on away from them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And one thing too, to keep in mind is that, you know, none of those girls were nice to her at any yep. point. And nope. so she also had the fallout from James, but she also had this group of people that were always wretched to her and making yep. fun of her and poking yep. at her. And so when that happens over and over again, what do you think the reaction is going to be? Is it going to be a she, completely logical, you know, she became she became probably enraged and resentful and probably doesn't give a crap what she does to them that's probably what happened she was fed up and I'm sure Tom was in her ear egging her on like you know pumping her up I shouldn't say egging her on pumping her up to like yeah that's right don't care what anybody thinks and she just went from one extreme to the other and it's really so sad because even in season six they show her Mm -hmm. and I was like I forgot how innocent she looked she was so innocent and sweet and I don't think that was fake I don't think all these years she's had this plan people that are saying that it doesn't make any sense to me they think that she actually got on the show to plan something like this all these years like in the making like no no I think she was a very innocent girl who really did love um James and it's not easy to date an alcoholic addict verbally emotionally mentally abusive person like him and this is this is what happens when you date someone like him and then you have someone in your life it's it's a known fact that if you date one person like that you're very likely if you don't give yourself time to heal and work on yourself you're going to end up with someone just like that again yeah 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 and what do you you know when when people are your social circle around you is constantly belittling you telling you you're dumb you can't put a thought together all of these things so sad how are you supposed to react to that? Are you supposed to be like, oh, thank you. You guys are great. I love you. I'm never going to do anything to wrong you. Like her reaction didn't match what they had done to her. However, it was a reaction. Like, what do you do when you're poked and poked and poked repeatedly? People react. This last episode, you could tell that she and Tom were trying to set up. They had, you could tell that they had planned to make Ariana look bad. Raquel looked, she was trying to convince Ariana to break up with him in a way and basically put it out there that they don't have sex and that they're not that happy. And you could tell how disappointed she was when Ariana said she wanted to be with him and stay with him. And they were definitely setting it up. This part I do agree with. It was very conniving. 
and calculated. They were setting it up so that they could be done with filming, suddenly fall in love, and then show up to the next season. Ariana's not with him anymore. And oh, he just magically fell in love with Raquel. That was their plan. And that part I don't agree with at all. The only the only way I think that I could because again, I do like feel I see like the whole spectrum. Like I don't just side with one person, but I really do think that they did all this. I really hope that they stay together or at least try to try to be something and get married or something to make this worth, you know, I I would hate to think that they just did it just to do it. Like I would like to think that they actually fell in love. I know. And even though it's wrong. Yeah. We'll, we'll, like time will only tell what happens with that but I agree with you I think I hope it was worth everything um yeah I you know every week that I see certain things happen I mean Raquel gets kind of harder to defend her behavior however that being said I still stand by my original kind of feeling on that is that nobody deserves what they're getting right now and I also think that when you put two people on a show, like we were talking about Danielle before, and we were talking about Raquel now, when you put two people on a show that really wear their heart on their sleeves, they're not malicious people. They get eaten alive. They get eaten alive because they say dumb, not, that sounds terrible, not necessarily dumb things, but I mean, like, they're not as calculated, right? As the other guests or not guests, actors or people, (laughs) cast members, I don't know. Yeah, Um, characters. The characters. characters, Yeah, they're not as calculated. Mm -hmm. So they're not thinking necessarily as much about what that's going to be after they say it. And I think that that's their downfall, right? Is that those people who have a fairly clean image are very well trained in media relations versus them. Yeah. Yeah. No, and to your point, I do think it's getting harder to defend Raquel. I know. Just on a human level, I'm defending her. But this yeah. past episode, it was really hard. It was, it was so, hard. I couldn't even. I couldn't even post about it. I couldn't even take clips of it because Me either. Like I, I didn't film it on my own. If I did share a clip, I got it from another site. Um, I couldn't. It was so overwhelming and so hard to defend her. It was that conversation with Ariana. I think uh, that was yeah. That was that was a lot. But um, oh yeah. Wait. I want to tell you something and maybe to the listeners, if they don't know this. Um, so apparently Lala said on her podcast that when they did the scene with Lala and Ariana, where Ariana like asked Tom, like, you know, why he left the part, why he didn't leave the party. Remember um, Lala was basically saying like he should have just left and that whole thing. Yeah. So apparently Ariana got very angry because she felt that they were trying to make their relationship look bad and they stopped filming for a few minutes and she walked off livid like livid at Lala mm. and the producers and mm. then she came back and then they started shooting it again interesting. Mm-hmm. interesting yeah Lala said she was very mad huh yeah, yeah I that was an interesting scene altogether like um it makes me wonder about some of what people know at that point but um yeah, yeah. but yeah I think this is probably a good spot to stop for today um, mm-hmm. It was really great chatting with you, and I think we're going to do one tomorrow, too, okay. um, yeah. as well, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll also follow up on the Vanderpump Rules that happens this week, because I think it's going to be a juicy one. This is the season finale, and it looks like it's the one where the big conversation between Tom and uh, Sheena happens, so 
Um, stay tuned for that and we will see you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.